Islamic Finance News, the world's leading Islamic finance news provider, this is IFN Podcast. Welcome to IFN Podcast. I'm Nisreen, news editor at Islamic Finance News, and I'll be your host today. Uh, with me in this episode is Dima Jani, the CEO of Alami, a peer-to-peer lending platform based in Indonesia that offers Sharia finance solutions to SMEs um, in general. Thank you for joining us today, Dima. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, congratulations on the recent success of Alami's uh, latest funding round that I uh, heard raised $17.5 million. Uh, U.S. dollars. Um, I think this is a good time. Maybe you can share with us some of Alami's future plans following the success of this funding round. Sure. Uh, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, I think we're excited to uh, close the the uh, sizable Series A. So uh, total Series A of twenty uh, million. I think uh, in terms of our next plan is we we're gonna grow our current business by two to three times over the next year on, on a peer-to-peer side. And nice. what's exciting is that we were expanding into a, an Islamic digital bank. So we just successfully acquired a bank earlier this year. Uh, and we are currently finishing the development and uh, we are finalizing the, the licensing. Uh, and hopefully we will launch the, the bank quite soon. Nice. Um, the bank that you mentioned, is it, uh, is it the uh, Hydra Bank, the rural bank? That's correct. We we acquired uh, a local Sharia rural bank, and we rename it now to uh, Hydra Bank. Excellent. Um, I think that's exciting news, and maybe we could uh, talk a little bit about you know what you think about the Islamic rural banking sector in Indonesia. I know it's sizable. Um, maybe you could tell us what you think of the trends, if any, in that space, or maybe what what you think we can expect from the sector in, in the coming uh, months or the near future. What do you think of it in general? Yeah, I think uh, uh, let's talk about the, the overall Islamic banking industry in Indonesia. Hmm. Uh, so the, the landscape is actually tiring, right? Because we understand that the three Islamic state-owned banks now merged into one. And we all know that merger process will, will not get done uh, in, a short, in a short time. It will uh, have a continuous effect until everything is ready. So we, we look forward for that. But in the meantime, um, there's the, how do you call it? Uh, I would say like a vacuum of power on, on mm. the Islamic banking space. And it's right. simply because the conventional banks, they're all pushing on their digital expansion. So they are coming up with different strategies to capture the digital banking space. Mm. And at the same time, the conventional FinTech players are start to acquiring small banks and to turn it into a digital bank to expand the services. Nice. So uh, we think that if, any uh, Islamic fintech is not doing that, uh, then the, the the future of Islamic finance in Indonesia will look uh, will look bleak. Uh, so I guess this is why uh, us expanding into the, the Islamic banking space 
this is very important not only for us but for the future of Islamic finance in Indonesia. Right. Specifically, how do you think that Islamic financial platforms or fintechs um, can compete with or maybe get an edge over their conventional counterparts? Yeah, I think it's quite easy. I mean, especially in a market like Indonesia, where 80% of the population uh, are Muslims. Uh, Mm. However, obviously, there should be a continuous uh, improvement in terms of the literacy. Uh, But in terms of the distinct positioning, uh, the the Islamic finance space is still quite small. So I think having one reputable and having a state-of-the-art technology will definitely uh, creating a distinction between us and the other players. Uh, That is one. And second, the, the Islamic banking space have a very good opportunity to capture low cost of funds because of the Wadia savings product. So over the last three to four years, there are a lot of um, uh, preference towards uh, the Wadia savings accounts. So essentially they will reduce the the cost of funds and allow the Islamic banks to have a a wider spread and and thus having a a, a bigger uh, profitability. So I think that itself is, is helping a lot. Okay, um, uh, just uh, I just want to backpedal to the the funding round, um, and this is kind of connected. I also heard that some of the investors involved in that round were not necessarily Islamic investors, and I wanted to ask you what you can tell us about this trend, if if it is indeed a trend. Um, do you think that there's been an increase in interest from uh, non-Islamic or mainstream investors? for the Sharia fintech space? Uh, Has this always been the case or is it new? Well, I think uh, in the span of the last two to three years, uh, we've experienced that it's it's quite difficult to find an Islamic investors that has the, the, what do you call it, the the appetite uh, for for tech business. I I guess like most of them probably still thinking uh, towards the old economy. Uh, so I guess this is um, unfortunately uh, the reality. And in terms of the mainstream investors, for them, uh, it doesn't really matter whether it's Islamic or not. As long as the idea itself is needed, it can solve like problem in the market. Uh, and they, they just need to understand like uh, what would be the different and what sort of value add uh, that Islamic finance can offer differently than the conventional. Then I think it it will be a an easy uh, how to say uh, investment approval from 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 such investors. So yeah, we're we're seeing trends like that. Great. Well, speaking of of um, also investors that are interested, and I think this is our final question. I wanted to ask you about uh, the news we heard that Alami is in um, discussions with Turkey for a possible Islamic fintech startup. Maybe you could tell us about um, uh, what it is that you're working on with with Turkey and who in Turkey. Like, is it the Turkish government or is it a specific um, organization? Yeah, definitely. So we met with the deputy ministers of technology and industry uh, of Turkey a couple of months ago. And uh, we met some of the uh, participation banks, uh, some investors there, as well as uh, a conglomerate. 
and everybody is looking, uh, you know, very interested in developing the the Turkish fintech uh, industry, uh, be it a BCP, uh, and especially on the on the Islamic uh, finance or participation finance, as they call it. Uh, so uh, yeah, we are exploring uh, opportunities uh, on you know uh, creating uh, an expansion plan to to build Eastern market and also Turkish market. Uh, more, more recently, I was contacted uh, by the president's office as well. Uh, they have a fintech division. They're keen to explore uh, some sort of possible uh, you know opportunities for 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 us uh, in turkey right and yes um as you mentioned the the participation sector uh, banking sector in in turkey is pretty big um but i don't know about their regulations like regulations wise uh, is is the environment ready for a partnership like this so i i can imagine turkey has a very strong market i think the technology is quite advanced there uh and i guess it's just a matter of the government is opening up the uh, what do you call it the, the industry in, in terms of the regulation. Uh, for example, they have the equity crowdfunding regulation, but they haven't formalized the the P2P lending uh, regulation. For example, so I guess it's just a matter of the government turn turn it on, and I, I guess the the potential is immense. I mean, we're we're starting to see more unicorns coming out of Turkey, uh, what they call it, the Turkcorns. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty bullish on the Turkish uh, startup uh, community going forward. Gotcha. And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that it's going to be like the Islamic fintech startup that you're thinking about. Do you envision it to be something similar to Alami or is it going to be different? What kind of services do you envision it to be providing? Yeah, we're still gonna explore the ideas because every market is different. So obviously, we need to understand the market first. So I think we're still in the exploratory stage, right? Uh, and we're pretty open on ideas, actually. Okay, well, that sounds exciting. We we look forward to hearing the updates on this from from your team, inshallah. Um, all right. Well, that's our time. Once again, thank you so much for joining us in this episode, Dima. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, look forward to, to, to connect with you again. Thank you for listening. For more discussions on the Islamic finance industry, log on to www.islamicfinancenews.com. You can also listen to IFN Podcast on your favorite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.